Okay, so look, um, this is another episode of Film Streak, and my name is Rob, and again with me for another episode is Al. That's right. <laughs> so in the previous episode, we said we were going to talk about two movies, I think, and uh, we went on for a while, so now I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to let you take the lead, and we're going to talk about your film that you recommended to me that I had not seen before. This is... 162, meet Joe Black. 65 years. Don't they go by in a blink? You're dead. You're not dead, you're just a kid in a suit. The suit came with the body I took. You want me to be your guy? I wish to see the world. Mr. Parrish, will the gentleman be staying for dinner, sir? Yes. If I say who you are, I don't think anyone will stay for dinner. Does your friend have a name? I'm sorry, this is Joe. Incidentally, Joe what? Black. Have we met? Uh, he's from out of town. Let me ask your opinion. Do I blend in? This is crazy. You're married, aren't you? No, I'm not. Gay. What is that? Peanut butter, sir. Hmm. I thoroughly enjoy this peanut butter. Uh, this is Joe Black. He'll be joining us this morning. Our sole order of business today is an acceptance of John Bonacue's generous offer. You bill more of these delicious cookies. Hmm, and a cup of tea with milk, please. Is there anything else, Mr. Black? You like him, don't you? May I kiss you? Why, yes. In this world, nothing is certain but death and taxes. Death and taxes? Yes. But non parent Who is Joe Black? He sleeps at Bill's house. He never leaves his side. I have this weak feeling in my knees. You walk into my life, give me the worst news a guy can get, and now you're spooning with my daughter. I love him. I don't care if you love him. Easy, Bill. You give yourself a heart attack and ruin my vacation. Universal Pictures presents... I'm in love with a man. But I don't know who he is. Brad Pitt. What I know is what I want. And what I want is Susan. You're violating the laws of the universe. Anthony Hopkins. You're at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong woman. Are you threatening me? Yeah, I certainly hope so. And Claire Forlani. I want to be with you, Joe. In a Martin Breast film. The time has come to tell you who I am. Joe, I'm afraid. What's going on, Joe? I feel like we're lifting off. Okay, so this is a film from 1998. It's directed by Martin Brest, who uh, directed Beverly Hills Cop, Midnight Run, um, some comedies in the mid late 80s. And uh, I only knew a few things about this movie, having not seen it when it originally came out. And to count those on one hand, I knew that it was a remake because it was, I think, kind of publicized at the time. It was a remake of a film from 1934, Death Takes a Holiday. And that's a real on-the-nose title because it kind of tells you everything that's happening in the movie. The other thing is I knew Brad Pitt and uh, Anthony Hopkins were in it because right. just, I think, the year before or a couple years before, they were in Legends of the Fall together. So I guess it was a little bit of a reunion. That seemed to kind of get some notice. Um the other thing I noticed, or I, I knew about the film, 
was that it was around three hours long. Correct. And uh, didn't seem to do so well when it came out in the theaters. And, you know, that could be for different reasons. It's not necessarily because it's a bad film. It's just... Uh, it's a long film. It's a long film. And it's not Titanic. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Far from it. Um, but, you know, the thing is, uh, watching the film now... You know, I think if I had seen this film in 1998, when it came out, at the age I was, the point in life I was, I wouldn't have probably appreciated the film like I do now. Just what it's trying to say and, and the story that it's telling. And the story that it, it is telling or it's it's trying to get across is that, or here's my take on it, the main character is... Um, an older man who's, I guess, at retirement age. Right. And he's... Um, Being forced out. Yeah, he's got a company that is like, a, I guess, a media company. So he's like, a, you know, a big wig at a, at a, I don't know, a CNN type of company or whatever. And he's at the point in life where it seems like he's getting kind of tired of it or, I, you know, it... It plays it a little bit loose in terms of what is actually what he's actually feeling because when the character of death comes into the picture, I I just think that sets him on a new path. So at the beginning of the film, he's kind of running things, but his board and his son-in-law, son-in-law, future son-in-law, future son-in-law, potential son-in-law, is kind of got some angles he's working. And and it's not even clear like what the motivation is. Is he just looking out for the company? Is or self interest? Yeah. Or is he? Is he got other motives? Right. So there's a lot that's already set up. Just kind of understanding like this is a person who's very important and very wealthy and has a lot of means, but also has reached a certain point in life. And on top of that. He's got two daughters, right? One of them right. is uh, older and maybe a little more responsible, a little more put together, is married, and I think is in the business, in the family business some way, or? Uh, I don't think that's ever really defined. The, 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 her husband. Her husband is. Her husband, his other son-in-law, or his actual son-in-law, son-in-law. Is, is on the board or right. the company, right? So that's one element. His other daughter, the younger daughter, Played by Claire Forlani, who I think I hadn't seen in a lot of films before this and probably hadn't in too many others after this. But she's the younger daughter who's maybe a little more. Yeah, well, she's she's the one that has more career goals, career orientated. She's a doctor. That was her goal. Right. Become a doctor. So she's. In the movie, to me, she portrays her as being the stable one, but yet she's lacking. Yeah, and I I mean, in terms of like her personality, I feel like she's a little bit un... Free spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She's yeah. a little unsure of, like, she's supposed to get married to this other, this guy who's on the board or whatever, and is into it, maybe is not into it. It's not really clear. Even to the point where Brad Pitt is introduced... And he comes into the picture as someone she just meets at a like a coffee, coffee shop, bar, coffee shop type thing. And uh, it seems very, you know, kind of innocent, very uh, just a common, you know, 
Good morning exchange. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's nothing, nothing else about it, but um, there is a certain chemistry that it kicks off, right? Right. Like between the two. And I don't, I don't know if it's in that moment that she feels like, oh, there, maybe there's something else out in the world, but it does kind of add to that. Well, equation. she finds the humor in that he keeps referring to the other person on the phone as honey. Right. And, of course, she assumes that's the girlfriend or the wife until he explains himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, of course, he explains that the boyfriend just left her, right, et cetera, right. et cetera. And that she was intrigued already by the conversation. She right. wasn't purposely eavesdropping, but yeah. he was loud enough. Right. So she's already intrigued. And then when he turns around mm-hmm. and with her. Right, right. And she sees him. Yeah. Now you have that. Wow. Because it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Brad Pitt. And and it's like, wow, that's a good looking man across from me. Sure. You know, so yeah. he's, her eyes sparkle. Yeah. Like they said. And I, I think that is really like, that's the seed, right? That's yeah. the, yeah. that's the one moment that starts what is essentially, you know, it, it's three hours long, so it takes its time getting there. But I feel like it is essentially at its core, it is a love story. And, you know, with that in mind, you know, there are a lot of other things that happen in the film. I mean, there's, at my count, there are there are four different plot lines that are happening in this movie. And And the way I look at it is like, this is where I feel like, this movie probably didn't need to be three hours long. And if it's not three hours long, what gets cut out of the movie or what gets reduced or whatever. And so when I look at the relationships in the movie and what is driving the plot, you have Joe who we, the the young man that she meets in the coffee shop, we never know his name, but it is death incarnate right that returns in the shell of brad pitt right and he returns to i guess um to bring anthony hopkins back with him to wherever that may be right and along the way he develops a relationship with the with the daughter and so then it becomes uh this almost triangle and so you've got uh anthony hopkins I think his character's name is William or Bill, right? He, his relationship with Joe, because at some point he has to kind of confront his mortality. Right. I mean, he's being. Because he had suffered a heart attack. Right, right. He was suffering a heart attack. Right. So he's got a health issue. His company is. He's ready to be bought out. Right. Yeah, that's right. There's also. So. His relationship with Joe is, it's almost its own movie. Right. And I kind of thought that's what this movie was, primarily that. But then there's an issue with uh, a relationship with Joe and his daughter, and that's almost its own movie. That is really the love story of the movie. Um, Then there's also the issue, or I say the issue, the relationship between Bill, Anthony Hopkins, and his company, right? Because that's almost his own movie, this kind of corporate takeover and how does he push back and how does he retain his company and retain his legacy? I mean, that, you know, that's one of the quotes that I kind of had 
isolated from the movie that I thought it was an interesting scene because it seemed like it's, it's in addition to everything else that's happening, but where he, you know, he's fighting back uh, verbally where he's saying, you know, a man wants to leave something behind and he wants it left behind the way that he made it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see that every person at some point feels that, you know, regardless of their status or whatever, you know, you don't have to be an Anthony Hopkins as an actor or a CEO as portrayed. You could just be the guy next door, you know, with family. Yeah. And I think that where that works for me, at least, is he in the moment, I think he's talking about his company. Right. He doesn't want to sell his company. He doesn't want to be in a merger or whatever. He doesn't agree with, I guess, the the other company that's trying to take over his company, right? Yeah, because of their history, yeah. reputation. In that moment, he's talking about that specifically. Part of it could relate today's media. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, this movie came out in 1998. Right. And it's about a news company trying to buy out another news company, I guess. And, you know, I don't want to paint too much of a picture, but Fox News, Rupert Murdoch launched Fox News in 1996. And you could see where... Maybe there's a, a a reactive part of this story. Right. Like it's got a comment on what's happening in the world and media is changing and, and whatever. I, you know, I'll leave all that aside. I just pointed out that like, this did happen right around that time. Right. But that statement that he makes, the, the sentiment is like, well, it still applies to him and his daughters. It's like he's raised his children, his two daughters, he's raised them a certain way. One seems to kind of be on the right path. I mean, they both are doing well in life, but one seems to be a little bit in between. The other one, one of them is like she, uh, she says, the princess, you know, I live a fairy tale life. Right. I have really no responsibility. And it seems to be portrayed that way. And the husband is... The supportive guy, right. whatever you want, honey, with the cake, with, right, the, with right. the flowers, right. with, <laughs> with with the the lights, yeah. you know. And she, she's uh, it's in some cases she's kind of sensitive to anything, you know. I'll go through all this trouble and I have to decide on the cake, right, and, right, you know. Right. And she's got her feelings hurt, and and so that's where I think that statement works. I mean, it's it's a character pushing back against not just uh, you know his his business possibly, you know, being disrupted, but also his legacy, the the family he leaves behind or the business or the, you know, just the, the way his lifestyle is, he wants it to maintain and, and to carry on even without him in the same way, the way that he built it. Okay. That's, that's perfectly understandable, you know? Um, but he does, but he never has a clear, Heir. That's another piece of this. He's got two children, but one's, like I said, one's a princess and the other one's a doctor. Basically, they both don't want to be in the business right? to a degree. And they, so, the rewards of it, yes, but they don't want to be in the business. So I, the way I counted it was you've got Bill and Joe. That's plot line, plot thread number one. You've got Joe and Susan, his younger mm -hmm. daughter. And then you've got... Bill and Susan, because this is also a film about a, a father and a daughter right. or, or a parent and a child and that dynamic and speaking to like, you know, he wants his daughter 
both his daughters. He wants them to have a good life, the life that he built for them. But then you've also got Bill and his board, the, the, the company yeah. of his company. And so, you know, to me, it's like if I had to pick and choose which of those are the most important to what the story is about, uh, in my mind, it's really Joe and Susan and, and then Joe and Bill. Right. Joe right. should be at the center of this. The film is called Meet Joe Black. Right. And, of course, Joe is a stand-in for death and, and what that means and, and the, the certainty of it. It's like this, this is a, a fate that we all reach at one point or another, and there's no, there's no getting around it. So the idea of the relationship with Bill and the board and fighting for his company and all that – I get why it's maybe relevant, but I don't think it's the most important thing. And and I'll be honest, like the way it finally kind of resolves itself at the end, it feels totally like, oh, well, surprise, here's some other information you didn't know. You know, the idea is Joe comes to, I guess, Earth, to our plane of existence, whatever you want to call it. And he follows Bill around everywhere at all times. He goes into board meetings and the company, the the board is like, uh, who's who's this guy? He's he's not allowed to be in this, you know, business right. environment. And so it's always a mystery of who is this guy. And to the point where you have to wonder a little bit, like, why wouldn't somebody just ask like the first question is, well, what is Joe doing here? It doesn't get asked until way late in the movie. And then when it's finally answered, which is like at the end of the movie. IRS. Eight. Yeah, he works for the IRS. So that's where I just feel like that was a thread that, because it ultimately doesn't mean much to to the love story. Angle, right. I'm like, that's where we could have probably cut an hour out of this movie. Well, that and the, <laughs> the scene at the hospital, when he went to go see Susan at the hospital. I think a lot of... So I'll say at least my reaction to the scenes with Joe, with Brad Pitt and Susan, Clara Forlani, is that all of their scenes seem important to me mm. for the most mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. I mean, because they are developing a certain dynamic. And so here's really the, the bigger issue. Some of it seems to be played for comedy. Like, come on, Joe, eating peanut butter off a spoon. Gotcha. Or, or Joe gotcha. speaking patois to the old lady in the hospital. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in the coffee shop at the beginning, he's a regular guy. And yeah. he's a little bit clumsy, a little bit kind of awkward. But afterwards, after kind of death takes over his body, he becomes a different entity. He's almost, in a way, it almost feels like he's more of an alien than death. Who I... I don't know. Which is which is hard to yeah. for me it's it's always been a confusing thing because he is death and now he's on holiday, like he says, vacation, and now he's decided to cross that line. I'm in a human body for the first time, never experienced peanut butter. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's he's decided to make that leap. And he was having a hard time with it because emotions. But I I as for me, I don't see death having emotions. No, and and I understand that, and and I kind of, 
I figure there's some element of like the, the fish out of water that like some of this is foreign to me. And yet the same time, it's like death understands, uh, I don't know. I guess everybody has their own interpretation or idea of what death is if it were a person. But I would think death understands humanity. You would think. For good or bad, I would think. Uh, That's my, I guess in my head, that's what it is. So the fact that death doesn't understand, I don't know. I guess this gets into weird, like deeper territory, but I always kind of assume or, or envision death as something or someone, I guess, uh, an entity that observes humanity, observes what people are, because then it knows this is the time, whether it's makes sense, whether it's convenient or not. Right. But I've been watching you. Now's your turn. Your ticket's up. Versus, I don't know, I just close my eyes and point my finger. That's where I just feel like it's a little, it's a little hard to nail down what exactly the idea was here. And I even think, honestly, I think part of that was just Brad Pitt. I think the take on the character is not necessarily the problem. It's that, you know, I can say it, I can say it now, but 1998, I don't know if any, most people really understood, but like Seeing Brad Pitt in all the movies since then, in the last, what, 25 years? 25 years. He's not that kind of actor to me. If, if I think of, like, the movies I've enjoyed him in or I thought he did really interesting work, he's not that actor that stands still. He's always a little bit kind of moving or he's got some energy or even, like, actually weird and, like, out there. You think of, like, 12 Monkeys or you think of like Fight Club, very yeah. physical role. Even Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall, even before this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think that's even similar to this since then uh, was that movie that came out a few years ago, Ad Astra. It's a very still, it's science fiction, but he's still a very calm. And, and the idea is he's an astronaut that doesn't lose his cool. But he plays it so like almost cold robotic. Yeah. And even in that movie, I was like, this doesn't feel like his lane, you know? And so in this movie, I I just kind of took it as like, I wonder if somebody else might've been able to do this, do it more justice. You know, it doesn't necessarily take away from the love story angle. It's just, it makes some of those scenes with him, not all of them, but some of them, it makes it a little hard to peg what exactly this character is doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that was, for me, that's always been, there's one thing. It's, it's that you would, like you said, you, it's death. He yeah. knows, you know, who he knows when to sh- come knocking at your door. Right. You know, and it's, it, it always caught me. And then he made an agreement with Bill. Hey, leave my daughter out of this. You don't, whoever, can you make an agreement with death? I want to know about that. Exactly. That's that was that was a note that I had. Is like yeah. well, since when does death bar- bargain? That caught me off guard. Yeah. But I just me personally, I just went right back. So and so the other thing I kind of take away from this is that aside from any you know weird things that Brad Pitt is doing, or even you know the stuff with the company or the board, 
I, I tried to really focus on Anthony Hopkins character. Um, because I feel like, I mean, he is, uh, like I said, it's a triangle, but he is kind of the biggest point of that triangle. You know, it's like Bill's related to Susan, but also his relationship with Joe, they, they all involve Bill, you know? And yet the the relationship between Joe and Susan, their own love story kind of developing, it it's not to say that there isn't also, you know, in a way, a love story between Joe and Bill, you know, in, in the terms of here's a man who is confronting death or, or not even confronting him, but just acknowledging him. And even at the end, accepting it. And that's hard. Yeah. And that's where, like I said, I feel like it's its own type of romance, if you want to put it that way, of someone trying to find a harmony with it, you know? Because it's it's not that when you you see enough movies, you're always going to see a scene like the old lady in the bed or explosion, car wreck, whatever. But here's one where he knows, hey, t- today is the day and I know what's going to happen to me and I'm just going to walk freely into it. All the fear, mm-hmm. all the anguish is removed. And I'm walking. Now, it could be, obviously, we don't know how, you know, whether he went to bed, had a heart attack yeah, or whatever. Yeah. All of that's left, you know, for mm-hmm. you. But the fact that he... It, it that in itself makes it different than other movies yeah. because you don't you don't see the end result. I mean, you know the end result. You just don't know how. You know, f- for better or worse, or for each individual's taste, uh, I see like this movie. It it really does romanticize this idea, uh, not just of love and a romantic relationship, but also. Accepting fate, I guess, you know, as a, for lack of a better term, it's like accepting the thing that you may not want or be ready for, but it's, it's time. Right. And I, there's a, there's a power to that. I mean, that's, I feel like that's a hard thing to convey, especially, especially like in film. Well, in real time, it would be hard. Yeah. Now in make-believe world, you know, you can play with it a lot like in this particular movie and that's what i mean yeah it it really it it allows you know some some license you know you're not watching he's not necessarily suffering he's not right. necessarily impoverished or i mean he's a wealthy man he's right. in but he's not bitter either i mean he does have a moment but he's not like why me why me why me why me why right. me you know yeah, he's yeah. not going into depression yeah, that's what I mean. It, 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 in a way, I mean, you could say, well, it's just like, it's just glossing over a lot of the hardship that comes with that stage in life or whatever. But I think it's a very positive way of approaching something that is very hard, you know, to, to deal with or to accept or whatever. And, you know, and, and that even goes to, that even goes some of the, to some of the way that it was put together. Yeah. I mean, even if you take the cafeteria scene, one of the pieces where she's drinking coffee, mm-hmm. she, they're both doing it simultaneously. Yeah. The same thing. You know, the stir, the milk, 
and she noticed it. Yeah. And they start smiling. They smile, but they don't smile at each other. Like maybe we are, she were going well, maybe we are meant to be. And he sees me. He's, he's seen right through me versus mm-hmm. the other one is just yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's, you see all of these kind of shots. Mm-hmm. But even throughout the whole movie, even the scene where the voice is talking to him mm-hmm. through, the, through the mirrors yeah. or the glass yeah. comes out. Uh, when he's putting on the tie on, on Joe mm-hmm. and Joe bouncing on the bed. I mean, it's yeah. the way it was shot with the lighting, the background, mm-hmm. uh, even at the end when the fireworks goes off. At the birthday party. At the birthday party. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the distant shot, the close-up, yeah. I mean, everything that you see. And then the- it just looks like I, I, the word that kept coming to mind was grand. Yeah. Without without being grand. I mean, it's not like these extravagant locales or, or like landscapes in the background, but it's just the, this is big, obviously this big house that they right. live in and, you know, the city with the offices and the company and then- the birthday party at the yeah. end is just, you know, big production made out of a birthday party. But it's not like it takes place like in, you know, the mountains and you've right. got like the Alps behind you. Or- but that's what I'm saying. They made great use of location. Them walking down the street together. They really stood out from all the people around them, including right. when they slapped them to stop it from getting hit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was all obviously well executed. But for me, visually, mm-hmm. the whole landscape of the movie mm-hmm. and, of course, the romantic part, the the love story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those two characters, I mean, there were some scenes in there where I'm like, wow, man, I wish I would have had a camera and shot that picture. Because <laughs> it's, you know, you, you have to recognize it. Some people probably never saw that. They saw the scenes that you and I saw, but didn't see the romance in it. Because probably they're bored by now. Yeah. They probably went and got popcorn, <laughs> went to the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. I'm not saying they're not romantic, but they may not be romantic at heart. There's a lot that, I, I mean, I, I made a note of it. There's a lot that seems to get played like in close-ups. Like, especially mm-hmm. between Joe and Susan. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of it is in the eyes. And if I, look, I've seen I've seen a lot of movies, and some movies uh, I watch it. And I'm like, these guys, they're just saying lines. Like I'm not feeling it, you know. And so I could see somebody seeing this movie and saying like, I'm not buying this. But to me, it worked. Everybody in this movie really brings a game to it, you know. I mean, I I can't really think of anybody that sticks out as like. Mm, even the the son-in-law, wannabe son-in-law or whatever, Jake Weber, who plays the the young guy trying to take over the company. Right. You know, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a villain role, but not really. But you know, he, he doesn't go over the top with it. I mean he it's it's because it's all backed by he's still looking out for the company. On that aspect, yes, but you could tell he's also not his agenda doesn't necessarily include her. And that, that becomes apparent for me pretty quick. You know, he, he's crazy about the girl, but I'm just crazy about the girl. But uh, yeah, I'll marry you, but I'm not really in love with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But there. this guy can see me. He can see me how I want to be seen. 
and felt and touched. And I don't know if she actually says that. I think somewhere in there she says something similar. And you and then when she found when she met the real guy again. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? But she's once again she's in love. Now she's taking the other guy's place. Well, I'm in love with you, but not with you. And I think he says, uh, we'll work it out or somehow we'll manage or whatever he says at the end. The charisma was lost at the end. Yeah. And that's weird because I really thought that first scene when they meet, like there's some just real natural kind of chemistry that seems to come off off the screen. Right. You know, Um, but one of them was confused because he knew he was dead. Now he's back alive. Yeah. See, now here's where we get into like the. The trickiness, right? Yes, that's never explained. Even something as as much as the premise, like death takes a holiday, you know, death is going to take a break, just going to live in this guy's body for a while. It's like there's two things there. The guy comes back. So I assumed when he got hit by the car and then the second car, that's it, lights out. Your body's rented out to somebody else now. And you don't get it back, is what I assume. How long was he in his body? Like a week? Or no, a week? like three days. Okay. Yeah, 48 hours, I think. It seemed like it was longer than that, but... Oh. Well, it's a three-hour movie. Either way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's for a three, three hour, hours. It's a three-hour movie. <laughs> he was in there for three hours. That we know for a fact. <laughs> but then, so there's that. We never learned his name, right? He's, no. His not, name is never said. No. Not, I don't remember. Even, look, Bill, come up with better names. I know it's, you're on the spot, you know, you got to come up with something fast, but Joe, Joe Black, you know. Well, the fact that death. Yeah, I, I know. It's not and light. I just, it's like real on the nose. I'm like, this right. makes, this works out for the title of the movie. Right. But for everybody in that room, when he says his name is Joe Black, they're like. Yeah, but it had to be Joe Black. You couldn't name him Chad, Chad. Rodriguez. Chad. <laughs> So, so why are we calling the movie Joe Black? <laughs> so there's that. But then also the old lady in the hospital. And yeah. she just recently passed away. No, but I mean the character. But the character dies, right? Right. But death was taking a break. Well, you know, he was. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I missed something, but I well, thought. Well, he was on break. So like for those what, three days, a week, whatever it was, nobody in the world died? Oh, no. There's another devil somewhere. Oh. <laughs> there had to be another devil somewhere. <laughs> I think he got a first cousin from Jersey. Okay. I don't know. So don't know. it's little things like that. Like once, you know, and this is my, you know, crazy brain working is once I start to think about the movie too much or like look into it too far, that stuff doesn't add up. And I, I have to remember, I have to remind myself, like, that's not what the movie's about. The movie's not about those little tiny details. Yeah, but a movie, you can take certain liberties. I know that, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, you know, the the way I kind of try to look at movies and break them down, it's not breaking them down to find all the problems with them, but sometimes those pop up, you know? Yeah. But I do try to remember and, and remind myself, like, there's an important thing to why somebody made this movie, why somebody told this story. And that's where I come back to. It's like, I do think it is... Essentially, a, a love story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a romance. So I think, if anything, that's the strength of of the story. That's the that's kind of the backbone of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, everything kind of rides on that. The other side of it is that there are moments that really play like comedy, 
like the peanut butter thing mm-hmm. or, or even when he gets hit by the car, mm-hmm. like it's bounced stuff of one, then off the other. Yeah. You know, he's walking in the street, a car almost hits him, but he ducks out of the way, but then he gets hit by a second, the second car going the other way and he bounces off of that and he hits a third car. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it looks a little, a little clownish, a little bit. And it's only because you don't see what happens afterwards. You know, you don't see him on the ground. You don't see. Yeah, you don't see him at all. Yeah, it just cuts. Right. And so I think at that point, it's like, I'm not really sure what movie I'm watching. Like, is this supposed to be like an out out and out comedy? But even some of the stuff where he's like, you know, learning about food and learning about the way people do things or what people's names are and all that. That's the stuff that could take me out of the film. But I just, you know, when we get to the end. That's the thing I like about it is it does lean into that hard. Like, okay, we left all the comedy behind. Mm-hmm. It's not really about that anymore. That was kind of introducing you to the situation. But now we're getting down to like what we're trying to say here. And so like in the previous episode, when I said, is there anything that can make this movie better? It would be, let's cut some of something out of it. Let's, let's streamline it a little bit. Well, like him going to swirl around the chair. In the office, in the meeting. Yeah. I mean, little things like that. I'm like, oh, it's not really. Death in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, that, yeah. that's probably, to me, that's probably the funniest one. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So, I, you know, ultimately I do come down as like, I recommend somebody seeing this. Um, just keep in mind, it's much longer running time that you might be prepared for. You know, it's not the sprawling epic that takes place over decades or, you know, all corners of the globe. It's actually a very small story, but it's played out in really detailed ways, you know. Yeah. And and you've got these different threads moving at the same time. And, and it's not fast pace. Right. It's not it's not Titanic. Another three hour movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know that you know there's gonna be a sinking ship. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah you know. Speaking of endings though. Was there, when you watched this, either the first time or any time after that, was there ever a point where you thought, or it seemed like, Joe wasn't there for Bill, but that he was there for Susan? No. No? I always I always thought that Bill, death was there for Bill. Okay. Because one, age. Uh-huh. Two, he's accomplished everything that he had hope for right. wanted to right uh family job security yeah, family yeah. security uh legacy right. i think it's a term he used yeah so he's okay you've gotten everything you want as a matter of fact joe even says that's why i got picked you i forgot all the exact wording but anyway i picked you because of that yeah you've lived the life yeah you've yeah. lived the life etc 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 so it's now it's somebody else's turn. Okay. Now it's your kid's turn. Okay. Because, and, and the reason I ask is because as I'm watching this film, you know, I, I kind of, it's set pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his health scare mm-hmm. and Joe comes to meet him. Doesn't come to meet anybody else first. But there are some things like when he works out a bargain, quote unquote, with yeah. death. And I'm like, I don't think death bargains that, that way. Right. And then when he starts to... Develop this relationship with Susan. I don't know, even something about the comp. Oh, when he gets when he helps him get the company back, and I really thought, 
wait a minute, maybe Joe was never here for Bill. He was here for Susan. And that's why, yeah, I'll make a deal with you because I'm not here for you. You know, or developing the relationship with her is to make it easier for her to come along. See, I, I've, I, I never gave that a thought. I just, I, I guess that's, that's my head going is like, I, this will be a super dark ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, the, I've been tagging along with not here for you. Yeah. I'm here for her. Yeah. You know, you just happen to be somebody I have to talk to. Yeah. While I'm, yeah. When while I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Trying to charm your daughter. Right. You know, cause I, I there was really was, a, I think it was like at the birthday party thing where I'm like, Oh, he's not here for him. Oh, he's here for her, and it's going to be at the birthday party. It's like, uh. no, see, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't, I, I never sensed that. I just always felt that she, Joe was there for Bill. Well, and that's where, when that was kind of disproven, that doesn't happen. I, again, it reminded me of like, okay, this is actually just a very, I don't want to say innocent, but it's just a very uh, earnest romance. There's no other dark edge that's going to come out and like, you know, take us all by surprise and be tragic and heartbreaking. The only thing that was surprised <laughs> is when he came back, because the first time I saw it, yeah. remember when Bill and Joe walked off, yeah. went up, went over. Yeah. I actually got up and left. Oh, yeah. Thinking it was, was done. It. Credits. I'm like, okay, the credits are coming. I don't want to, I've been sitting here for three hours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got to go. And then when I saw it the second time, I made the same mistake again uh, because I already knew the movie to a point. Right, right. It wasn't until this time yeah. when I saw it here just a couple of days ago. I'm like, hold up. Uh, really? This guy came back? Wait a minute. <laughs> how, how did he come back? Because if that's the case, first of all, I can bargain with you and then I can come back. Oh, yeah, we got to talk. It's almost one of those things where I, I wonder, like, if I miss something, like if there was, you know, sometimes in a, in a movie, there'd be like, a scene that's happening and in the background or something, there'll be a TV playing and it's like, oh, here's a patient, you know, so-and-so mm -hmm. was in a hit and run, uh, almost died. None of that. I is know. There. Well, I, maybe, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't looking for that. No, there was none of it there. Okay. Um, it's, it's like you say, once you saw him get hit, you never, you never saw an ambulance. So you go to the next scene. So you're like, okay, and it's, it's the never, guy's dead. It's never explained or, or yeah. justified. Like well, see, that's the one thing. It, never, it doesn't give you a lot of, because you see a lot of movies, you figured it out. You know, it's explained to you in certain ways. Right. But in this one, it leaves you with a lot of questions. For me, I've always loved the visual part of it. I yeah. mean, I'm like, wow, I love this. And then some of the individual scenes between mm -hmm. Joe and and Susan, I'm like, wow, man. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, everybody in this film is a looker. Oh, and yeah. So, I mean, either, even Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I mean. Man he, looks great in the suit. Again. <laughs> man, the man looks good in the suit. And, you know, it's it's funny because it's almost like, too picture perfect, you know, if, if you were to kind of stand back and like, oh, okay, well, they got the whole Barbie set out here, you know, like everybody in here is picture perfect. But I think that's part of the appeal of it in a way. I think so. You know, some of the charm. Yeah. I mean, you, you really want to see a good picture. I yeah. mean, not just storytelling. Right, right. Just aesthetically, just, yeah. 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 I mean, you want to see a good picture. To some folks, oh, no, it's too long, it's too boring, right. I don't get it. Okay. If you don't get any of those, what did your eyes show you? Did your eyes show you 
romance? Did your eyes show you love, you know, or, you know, and if your eyes showed you that, then you got the gist of the movie, you know, because some folks, you know, they are, they're willing, well, Joe Black or the Titanic? I'll go see the Titanic, you know, because of the, the pace, right, the right, right. action, a lot of CGI in it, even, you know, bad dancing, you know, something like Titanic, it's spectacle. It's a lot to look at. Yeah. And a lot that you will probably never see. Like, we'll never see a ship go down that way. Yeah. And here, I mean, I think the runtime betrays itself because you you feel like, well, this movie's long. It's got a lot to look at. It's got a lot of stuff happening in it. It really doesn't. I mean, it's kind of deceptive that way. Life, when you're going through life, you fall in love. It's not always spectacular. And that's what, that's what I was about to say. It's like, it's... Sometimes it's just two people looking into each other's eyes. And it happens. Yeah. And then when they were sitting there getting the coffee together and like they were doing like mimicking each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're like, oh, wow, maybe there's something between us. And then later on, as it goes, their eyes. There's like a tenderness to it. Yeah, tenderness. If if you just saw that, you saw the movie. And and that's what I mean. There's so much there's so much to be said for the um the small, like the the intimate moments, right? Between, like I said, really between Bill and Joe, and between Joe and Susan, the moments of crisis that Bill has, or the moments of you know being swept up that Susan has, it, it, it's all those are the key things. And it's like if you're going to dismiss that, well, you're dismissing the main thing of this movie. And, and that's what I like about the movie. I mean. It, yeah. I mean, there's there's flaws. Sure, you know, sure. But one movie doesn't have it. Right. You know, but it is, in essence, it's a love story. It's a very good love story. And I think it's shot very well. I it's it's Is it a movie that I'll see a year from now, two years from now, whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. see it again. Yeah. And I'll probably get the same reaction. And probably even more so now right. with this conversation. Like, okay, we can cut all this. Yeah, you yeah. know, I can get up and go get some water now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's it's but in, in essence, yeah, it's something that I would say I would see again. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of people may not. I think most of it is gonna be because of pace. Sure. You know, it's too slow, whatever. Yeah. And then there's people that just don't understand romance. Well, especially the way it's depicted here. Yeah. I mean, because it's, like I said, if, if you're just watching two people, like, you know, flash their eyes at each other. Yeah. If you don't know what that feels like, if you've not been in that kind of experience, it just looks, it, it could probably look corny or ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, I don't get what's happening. There are moments, like if you take them out of context, where Joe and Susan are in a scene and they're not saying anything, but they're looking at each other. Like, if you were to just cut, like, isolate that, you probably have, like, 15 seconds of no words being spoken, and it's just awkward. But that's out of context. Right. But you got to have it framed in the right way to understand, oh, there's feeling in there. Yeah. And you got to be able to identify with that. Like, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. You, you, I, you, you, your eyes, you have to understand what your eyes are showing you, you know. I, and and for me, that's always, you know, the thing. I What I'm seeing is, am I enjoying it? Will I see it again? You know, and this is something that I can somewhat relate to. Like in the previous movie that we talked about, yeah, some of yeah. the scenes in it. Same thing here. I mean, when the first time he holds her hand, you know, or he kisses her. I mean, it's like, wow. And some people are never, some people are not going to see that. 
All right. So look, that's I you know, I'll give that a recommendation. I'd say check it out. I do too. But I always have felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. This is this is yours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. So look, that that was another that was another fun episode. So in the meantime, if you uh if you have some thoughts, if you didn't like Meet Joe Black, it's all right. You don't have to like it. But tell us why. Maybe did we miss something? Did we? Yeah, you can enlighten us. Yeah. Or did we tell you something you didn't see? You know, so uh, you can do that at comments at filmstreak.com or you can go to filmstreak.com and see the other episodes or uh, comment on this one. And um, so in the meantime, uh, I'm going to go watch some more movies. How about you? I'll do the same. What time is it? (laughs) (laughs) You got three hours? I got three hours. All right, then. We will talk to you later. Later. Good night, Al. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.